BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome to Do You Understand the, the Words, words coming, That Are Coming, coming out, out of, of Our, our mouths. mouths podcast, uh, where we're going to determine the strength of the bond between Black folks and Asian folks through food and cinema. Who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so much kidding. more elevated than, yeah, this is than we not, could ever. We're watching think to be. the Rush Hour movies and making some kind of Black and Asian fusion food. Yeah, which I mean, spoiler alert, so far they've all been bangers, the food that... Oh! Thank you. And uh, our guest this week is, I would say, one of the maestros of the recap and banter format. Oh, wow. Among other things. You're you're talented in so many other ways, but... He walked so we could run. He walked so we could walk a little slower. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He walked so we could crawl. It's Jason Concepcion. What's up, man? Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a delight to be here. This is coming out too far for this to be relevant, and there's a real chance this next sentence will be cut. But Jason is in his Halloween costume, and it's it's an all-timer. Yeah. And perfectly on theme uh, yeah, for this episode. Accidentally on theme. And that was a complete accident. I, um, I am a, a Parisian bedbug. <laughs> complete with bottle of wine and enormous baguette. <laughs> this baguette looks good as fuck. It looks pretty good, right? It's from Target. Damn. For, for, <laughs> for a split second. So for, for the dish we made today, um, Andrew can walk them through that. But yeah. there is a moment where I was like, am I just going to pivot to a bomb me? Yeah. And I almost Not did, but idea. we we almost kind of, given the parameters of what we have, we yeah, could yeah. kind of get away with it. Um, but yeah, let's start with the food as we usually do. This mm. this time, we're there's going to be less mouth sounds eating on mic because yeah. we we ate beforehand because this was a more um, intricate, labor intensive dish. Yeah. Um, we did um, southern catfish summer rolls. <laughs> Fried catfish. Fried southern fried yeah. catfish summer rolls. Um which what do we think? I listen, if it's a bottom feeder, I'm in. If it's a fried <laughs> bottom feeder, I'm in. That's where all the good stuff goes, yeah. is to Dude. the bottom. What's your relationship with catfish? Um I they're one of my favorite fish that doesn't have teeth. Real one. 
They don't have teeth? Nah, dude. Nah. Yeah, once again, the maestro showed up. More <laughs> information. You did more research than yeah. anyone here in your brain. I can't remember the noodle. That's what people do noodling with catfish. Oh, because they just they just suck. They yeah. just suck on that arm. Suck yeah. cartilage. Yeah. Damn. This is, um, yeah, so I used, um, we used Zig's recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty, pretty standard, just sort of a flour, egg wash. Some yeah, nothing cayenne, really except no, nothing exciting about the actual like um, breading of it. It's pretty standard, but the sauce that you put together. Well, so this is uh, Crystal, Crystal, Louisiana hot sauce, <laughs> a, an all time classic, mixed with the bottle of fish sauce I had in my fridge that. Let me just say this too, because there's there's normal fish sauce and there's the fish sauce I had in my fridge. Because I got the <laughs> bottle that was like, I think it's a liter. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's been, you know, I don't maybe use fish sauce in the volume that some other Asian folks do. Yeah. So that shit is like was like dense. Yeah. Like it. Like I think a lot of water content has come off of it. Do mm. do white people eat fish sauce? Like, are there now? They do obviously do they? in L.A. They do. Yeah. But no. But the the most ancient European sauce that I know of is basically fish sauce, garum. which is garum. Yes, yeah. wow, from Latin class. Yeah, wow. The 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 Serwuses, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. are out in the back making garum, which I then watched a video for. Uh, I assume because they were listening to me. Um, it's just like fish heads in a clay pot in the Roman sun. That kind of sounds like it smacks. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. And it just ferments until it's like turns into like, you know, essentially fish sauce. It's like it's like salt and fish heads. It's not different than fish sauce. So that's why people fish sauce. <laughs> the Romans did it again. Yeah. Back at it. <laughs> Can never count them out. <laughs> Can't get back the Romans into a corner. Um, but yes. to Brute, you know it. We mixed. Um, yeah. Fish sauce, a little honey. Some bird's eye chilies, mm. garlic. Also, Andrew is being very yeah. um, um, sanctimonious. Uh, not sanctimonious. He's being very giving by saying, uh, by saying us. And once again, for weeks, Andrew has done all the cooking. Um, I merely provided the I recipe. recipe. I wouldn't have had a, a, a catfish recipe like you did. That shit was great. You know, it, n- number four, I'm going to do the cooking. Well, actually, not true at all. But so, no, so we've already know who's going to do the yeah, cooking. Well, but, so you know, you'll do some. Spirit. Yeah. Zig, did you would you catch your own catfish or would you go to the shop? We would go to the shop because I don't feel like I don't feel like where I live. I saw I'm from North Carolina, um, like Stokes County. Not that anyone knows that, but like I don't think that there's just giving out your parents' yeah, address. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Twenty-seven forty-two. No, yeah. I, um, I feel like it was the the juice, but did not worth that squeeze because you have to like right. go to the creek. Get find, down in there. Get down in there. Yeah. Find like a suitable catfish that probably, hopefully does not have any type of disease. Or you could just go to like yeah. the market and get some. Yeah. Gutting a fish is, I've done it before. It's like low on the reward for labor. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I've been with you when we've gotten fish and they did not clean it. And you drove back to the market to have the monger <laughs> clean it like, for you. Take fucking care of this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I used to love gutting fish that I caught. Yeah, especially if you if there's like a fillet type fish because yeah. it's just you just cut the cut, cut the little the fins off. off and then you just like fillet. But I used to really enjoy it. I guess I'm just a built, weirdo. Just built different. I'm just built like that. But I used to really like it if I was out fishing and camping and and would then I didn't be realize the fish I that didn't I caught. realize you were such a outdoors dude. Not really. Yeah. But I used to I uh, when I was living back east I would yeah. uh, go camping every summer. 
in New England yeah. and fishing for perch and bluegill and stuff like that. Bluegill is my favorite. It's I great. think of the lake fish. Are you yeah. um? Fish. Are, do you do either of you have TikTok? No, nah, dog. Well, you know, you know, there's a genre of TikTok maker which is like vaguely Eastern European man who goes out to like <laughs> the wilderness and like cooks food with like one type of knife, but he just like brings out like a meat. Sometimes will catch a fish, but like I, I envision that type of energy. Like you have your setup going on. Like I, I respect that. Hmm. I'm eating catfish. And right you're now. sneaking in a couple Ooh. bites of catfish. Stump cooking is some of my favorite cooking. I love just like the stump is the cutting board. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I have like my wildly inefficient like buck knife. But you, you can you you are a fantastic camp cook. Like we <laughs> we went camping uh, earlier in this year, and Andrew showed up with maybe conservatively what twelve <laughs> pounds of various organ meats. He had a full family size pack of bulgogi. <laughs> Uh, and he he made like a camp stew that had like <laughs> it was like chicken, several different types of like. Well, bread. I got shamed by the amount of meat I brought. You brought a family cooler size full of meat. And just I believe for us. we just poured all the meat, some of the vegetables, two beers into the Dutch oven. Yeah, and just hung that shit over a fire like it was Game of Thrones style, and just like ladled out meat and stews. Oh, it smelled yeah. made meat pies like impromptu that meat shit pies. Was good. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. I think that was supposed to be our, the pie filling, the pie crust was supposed to be for our dessert. Mm. And I just loaded it up. Like What I'm hearing is after the apocalypse. During. Dur- af- during and after, yeah. we're going to want you in the tribe. I'm, here's, my value is like, all right, I can, I can stew that. He, right. he, he did have a lot of Carl, Carl Weathers energy. Like, he could turn anything <laughs> into a stew. Do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do that for you. Uh, <laughs> all right. What do we got? Yeah, let's do that. I could stew. No, yeah. you're a good improviser when it comes to, like, cooking. I, I rarely follow recipes. Yeah. yeah. What's the secret of a, of a stew? Let's say you, you find some random meat, mm. random organ meat, and now you're thinking stew. Yeah. What's, your, what's the first move? I guess it, it is basically the... Um, the ideally, if you have like as much resources as you can, it's like it's like the um, what is a fricassee model? Okay, which is like a sear, mm, okay. aromatics, ideally some kind of alcohol if you have it, yeah, and then a broth or water if you have it. Bring it up to a boil, and then bring it down to a simmer, and let that mf or go. As long as you can, really mm. often mm. it's it's you technically can go too long but you know i feel like we started eating at like five o'clock and we did not stop until yeah that was listen i i guess what happened (laughs) (laughs) i just had all this stress that like i was there wasn't going to be enough food and because we were going to a mountaintop we weren't easily going to be able to get more food Yeah, yeah um so what i did was for a one two three, four, five person camping trip easily brought 15 people's worth of food. <laughs> <laughs> and they all found a home, so. Yeah, but partially that home was the home you guys are in now because I took home mad amounts of leftovers <laughs> too. <laughs> I, I, um, I feel that. I have that same, when I'm traveling, I pack underwear as if Dude, yeah. I'm going to shit my pants three times a day. When I take, yeah, yeah. I'll go on three so day I, trips. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to over prepare. Yeah, I went. I was in Savannah for two days uh, last mm-hmm. week, and I brought five pair of underwear just in case. Yeah, you got to. And you yeah. know what it is? Also, you guys are more video game boys than me, but mm-hmm. I am. I am a real like video game min maxer. <laughs> like I like there over is not. Covered. 
I there's no XP, there's no coin, yeah. there's nothing I'm gonna leave behind in that room. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just gotta look. I yeah. you just look at every single object and just touch it. Andrew yeah. enters crouched to be in stealth mode and like swipes bottle caps. <laughs> no, I mean paper clips. Like I am I am like the like yeah, I'm the hoarder of every video game. And I've never once finished a video game without, again, easily twice as many bullets that I <laughs> <laughs> And it's not fun. It like rapidly is not fun, but yeah, that's me. So yeah, I guess that's my mentality, a scarcity mentality. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good for camping though, and for cooking. So I mean also, even tonight, you we have like what, three extra fillets and they will find a home yeah they will bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hang on to the the catfish in your soul. I remember remember that that feeling of having catfish. And now um, we get into the third and as yet uh, currently final. final. Yeah. Although there are many rumors of a rush hour four. I did see as of 2012, Chance or Chance, uh, Jackie Chan said that uh, they're in development for the fourth one. But who knows? Yeah. And there has been a TV show. Which had like like a full season, right? I thought it was yeah. only a couple episodes. It was like a full I think season. It might have been a half network season or mm. full season, but yeah. So look, if you if you're loving what you're hearing here, yeah, call yeah. your local earwolf <laughs> executive <laughs> and demand demand Chris Tucker sign back up for Rush Hour Four. <laughs> he is going to be in Rush Hour Four. I mean, I can't imagine what else it would be. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. Uh, as as anyone listening this far has to be aware, our process is we're just gonna like go down uh, with my sketchy ass notes on Rush Hour Three. This is the one I will admit. I feel like for episodes one and two of our show, yeah, I had more closely kept notes. I one of my notes near the end is zoned out for a minute, but they wind <laughs> up on some find some flags. Yeah, this is yeah. this one's my least. I would say fun one to watch because they really leaned in on uh, every all the qualities I didn't enjoy about um, Detective Carter. Yeah, as far as being like a sex pest and di- <laughs> diabolically down bad. Like it really became like, oh, I think this is I think this is somehow almost as racist as all the actual racism in the in the uh, actual movie. Oh my god, yeah, this is this is. I mean, 
spoiler alert this this would this is i think everyone considers this to be the worst one jason had you seen this one before i i I believe i had but i'd wiped it from the memory banks and reformatted my entire consciousness (laughs) yeah and so i I don't think i actually recalled it does do that to you (laughs) this this was my i was my first time seeing it i've never seen it before i i mean there's uh, i don't want to jump ahead but at at a certain point in this movie you can if you want. Yeah. Okay. At a certain point in this movie, Roman Polanski appears <laughs> on screen and in a role, in a full role, and and I felt like I would have remembered that from the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was I was blown back in my seat <laughs> when that happened. I I think I have a similar thing in that like I can't imagine a history of Andrew where I haven't seen this movie. Yeah. But Every second of it was like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I, I had never seen it. And Jason texted in the group chat, just like, I think it just said Roman Polanski. And I was like, <laughs> what? So I, I went in pretty prepped for it. But there's there's literally a note I have halfway through the movie that says this feels like a sketch period of all the action movies that I've seen about like loud, horny black man yeah. and karate yeah. guy. Um, I mean, this was a movie that like I think the story of the Rush Hour franchise writ large is you're really seeing the power of what happens when actors can get fewer and fewer notes. Yeah. (laughs) Because the first one is like tight, focused. Structurally, it's relatively unracist, all things considered. Yeah. And the second one, you start to see they have a lot more flex. And then this one is like, it just felt like no one was able to give either of them any notes. Yeah. Can I actually tell you my little first two notes? Please. Uh, first note, starting out strong with Michael Jackson, the boys are back, and then Lerme afterwards says, um, Detective Carter is still a sex pest, but with 30 now, maybe the boys should not be back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. All right, I'll beat you that. My my first note is, the cold open music is the least oriental of the cold <laughs> of, of, the, of the music. It's very today. true. Lalo yeah. Schifrin decided to go western this time. <laughs> like it's so weird. Also, um, some some I, there's a note I had in the first one. Some spectacular white guy casting with Max Van Cedow as like oh my the, god. The casting in this movie is insanity. Yeah, yeah, and this is why I I lay this entire thing at the footstep of of director Brett Ratner, yeah. series director Brett Ratner. Because auteur. I feel like it is such an auteur flex to be like, you know what? People <laughs> yeah. think I, I direct these piece of shit fucking yeah. movies, uh, the third X Men movie, and, yeah. and the Rush Hour franchise. Yeah. But like, I saw the, I saw the Seventh Sign or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. I saw Das Boot. Yeah, yeah. I love Chinatown. Yeah. I'm going to cast Max von Sydow <laughs> and Roman Polanski in these films, yeah. like, and show people that I am a cineast. Yeah. yeah. Who is that for? He just wanted to hang out with them slash give his sex pest buddy a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a, I mean, alleged way worse than sex pest. Yeah. Alleged. <laughs> uh, buddy, like a role? Like which, what? which again, I think is why there's no plot reason to have this movie take place in Paris. Yeah. I really think he was like, well, this is the only way I can yes, get Polanski. Literally, yeah. a man who is not allowed to come back to the United States it, it, it because is, of his alleged, it very so well documented rape. It, it is so deeply bizarre because uh, I, I mean, again, we're just jumping ahead now, but like <laughs> the point when they introduced like the uh, the hit the Chinese hitman that is actually French, and you're like, this is such a bizarre plot point that like. Okay. Why are we like getting our way into France? I don't understand like why like why does it like why does it be from France? Like it was such a it was such okay. A we big... can we can get there really quick. Um, Chris Tucker is doing traffic uh, for some reason, even though he's a detective. 
Um, the ambassador Zima is back, and now he's an ambassador. I think he was a consulate before. Yeah. yeah. Do you um, fat jokes immediately? Um, okay. Chris Tucker's still horny. This is three yeah. years after the last movie. There's a thing called the World Criminal Court in downtown Los Angeles. Right. It's in L.A. Also, um, Jason, were you watching? Were you like we were expecting Baron Zemo to snipe? This is what I was going to say. So this is that my was... note that I was gonna that I that I teased to you off mic. How much of this of of Captain America Civil War was directly stolen <laughs> yeah. from this film. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's like the exact same set. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like to check and get down. <laughs> this is. Do you think this makes Civil War worse in retrospect? I, I, I I'm looking at you, uh, Russo brothers, yeah. uh, from the side of my eye and wondering, yeah. like. Hey, great movie, but did you crib this from Rush Hour 3? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not the biggest cinema crime. I mean, look, I think that it's like if there's anything that Rush Hour 3 does is there's the lowbrow is highbrow is lowbrow is yeah, highbrow. Yeah. Yeah. But they also do a, one of the things I actually do enjoy uh, kind of on 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 par with the Max Van Cedow is that um, Hiroyuki Sonata as like the main bad. I'm like, this yeah. guy is one of the most phenomenal actors you ever see. Also, he's so committed to this movie. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I wish they actually gave you more evil shit to do because you're so good at it. Yeah. Um, He plays, he will jump ahead. He plays uh, Kenji, who they do not explain is um, Jackie Chan's quote unquote brother. (laughs) His brother. Adopted brother or something like they they were in the foster system, but also earlier canon does have Jackie Chan. Oh, sorry, uh, Jason. The other thing of this movie is I refuse to learn Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker's character. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to. It's okay. Um, they really make a big deal in the first couple movies about how Jackie Chan was really close to his dad. Yeah. yeah this is like, what country did this childhood occur in? <laughs> because he's speaking fully Japanese to him. Fully. The, yeah. So I'm like, okay. well, the, the, re- the explanation is, because in Brett Ratner's head, there is a country called Oriental Land, which yeah, is where yeah, all yeah, these yeah, people yeah. live. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't because I, I was I, I was watching it while I was like you know doing other stuff in the so maybe I missed the plot point, but I'm like also at the end where like Jackie Chan's using a katana and and Hiroyuki using like a, a traditional Chinese sword. I'm like it was I'm like what is going on? like this is like this it's very this, this is, yeah I'm losing my the mind. sword the race of the swords bugged me almost more <laughs> yeah. than some of the other races. Good. Are, I feel like I, I'm which like, is a I'm problem. Glad I was the only one feeling crazy. I'm like that's a Japanese sword. What is the commentary here? What's going on? All here? right. Also, I, I mean, I will get to it. I don't. Okay, we'll get. To um, it. but yeah, the the um the ambassador gets sniped um in the scene from Civil War. <laughs> There's a chase scene in the seats of downtown LA, right by the Citibank ATM that I yeah. use a lot. Yeah, uh, or the Chase ATM. I will say, I am still a sucker for. A movie shot in Los Angeles. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. I'm just like, I, Figueroa, I love it. Heat really changed for me once I moved to LA. I yeah. think I realized I did not understand Heat at all. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh yeah, they're right down by the fucking Ace yeah. Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, yeah. I've been to that bar. <laughs> this place rules. Um, okay, they go to the high school to see the ambassador. Weird Islamophobic joke for no reason. Okay, the kid from the first movie, the daughter shows up. Okay. Somehow, even though I, as far as I can tell from canon, she has been living in the United States since she was five. Right. Yeah. She has a thicker Chinese accent than when she was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. It's the same actress too, though, right? Is it really? I believe, I think I looked it up. I think it's the same actress. I mean, 
I don't want to. I mean, I can Google it. Keep talking. I don't want to. I'm um, a fool here. And then uh, my first all caps note. She teaches at a Kung Fu studio. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> um, which uh, brings us to there's OK, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, well, the, can I just say, oh, yes, props to Brett Ratner for saying we need a reason for her to be good at martial arts. Oh, yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, I I like where your head is at in yeah. this case, Brett. Even though the execution, I think, is, I, I would quibble with it. But good thought to be like, shouldn't there be a reason? I'm looking I, at the credit. She is in the first. She does oh, play wow. her in the first okay. one. But um, I'm just noticing that the the evil uh the the second villain is just called Dragon Lady. Yeah, well, she's not even introduced yet. But <laughs> they, <laughs> the, in, in the in the in the Zhang Ziyi role, it's some. Other lady who gets like truly <laughs> discount Zhang Ji yeah. screwed. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Um. Oh yes. Okay. And then uh. So they they're given the next clue in their quest, which is they have to go to this kung fu studio to get something out of her locker. Oh boy. Um. They have a discussion on the streets of L.A. Uh. That begins with talking about whether um. Uh, Chris Tucker is more half black or right. Um, yeah. Or uh, Jeff Jackie Chan is or sorry, Chris Tucker is more half Chinese or Jackie Chan is more half black. Yeah. That I said is this is the um, breathtakingly racist moment of this film. Yeah, I have I have two. Uh, I'll get to the second one. But um, I think Jackie Chan saying Snoopy dog is more racist than him saying the M word three times. In their first <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take that to the bank. Go home, Carter. This has nothing to do with you. I made Su Young a promise the same as you. This is the business of China. Well, for your information, I'm part Chinese now. That's right, Lee. For the last three years, I have studied the ancient teachings of Buddha, earning two black belts in wushu martial arts, spending every afternoon at the Hong Kong Garden Massage Parlor on Pico and Bundy. I am half Chinese, baby. If you half Chinese, I'm half black. I'm your brother, and I'm fly. You down with that, Snoopy? That's dope, isn't it? Sorry, Lee, you can't be black. There's a height requirement. Same as riding a metal horn. Go home, Carter. I can't leave you, Lee. Young, you own your ponyo. Can't leave my brother. His tone when he says when he calls Chris Tucker Snoopy Dog. Yeah. Yeah. It made me truly jump out of my skin, somersaults before I could return. It made to me my body. feel really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. The first movie it pulls mostly succeeds in pulling this neat trick in which Jackie Chan mainly. And but also Chris Tucker is are made to do racist things, but they do them completely innocently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To, to different the, the, the to scenes, different yes. degrees. Yeah. That, <laughs> your mileage may vary, but that's what yeah. they try to do. It's he, not what happens here in this movie. They they completely jettison that, yeah. and it's just like, hey, wouldn't it be great if <laughs> they, his they, character just said this? Yeah, and they just kind of have a. Like converse, it's like the conversation they both kind of had in their head, but should never have said yeah. out loud to each other. Uh, um, um, Chris Tucker calls him a full slur in this in this movie, <laughs> and there's no comment on it. Oh my god, I I think I missed that part. He's the sea man is what he calls him, but not that with the, with the oh yeah, yeah 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 good for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the outtakes, it is pretty clear that like they let Chris Tucker do whatever. Yeah, he was yeah. letting that. He was airing yeah, the, the block out. Yeah, but the chopper sing as it. I gotta say, also, <laughs> since you mentioned them, I'll, I'll 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 pick up the thread, and of course, the outtakes are you know are oh, yeah. a staple of Jackie Chan films in particular. Yeah. I was like, I, I found it racist that 
80% of the outtakes are just Jackie Chan, who is not a native English speaker, right. mispronouncing English words. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. Hey, this Chinese guy <laughs> yeah, can't speak English. What a fucking good. dummy, what right? What a fucking guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you jump on a bus, buddy? <laughs> it does. Yeah. I, I feel like, well, that actually also gets into a little bit the second big note, which is like, Somehow this feels like a step back action-wise from 2. I know you didn't yeah. have a watch 2 recently, yeah. but 2 is now the by far the high water mark of the series. Yeah, well, I kept I kept as I was watching I kept thinking, "Oh, maybe like this is the point in his career where he stopped doing as many stunts because mm. he's got to yeah. be in his 50s at this point." Sure. And he can't take those kind of bumps anymore, but like I did notice that uh the stunts weren't hitting as much or like yeah. when he was no. doing stunts like, oh, that's that's not Jackie Chan taking this hit right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It was something. But I think just everything was less ambitious. Like it was a little there was way more gunplay in this one. Yeah. yeah. In I, I a will bad say, way. I will say I did. And I in, love guns. Yeah. You have so many behind you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I did enjoy the hospital fight scene um, where uh, they sort of both worlds sort of collide where Jackie Chan uses his Jackie Chan like. Right. Oh, yeah. To like load the gun, he slides, he slides, yeah, across, slides like, across the thing. More of that is what I, I think was what made the first movie work so much. Oh, that's right. We, did we forget the hospital? No, the hospital set piece. No, we, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just yeah. No, 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 sorry. No, sorry. I was like, um, is that, is I that, forgot. <laughs> because this movie doesn't matter. The order that no, things no, no, happen no. matters so little. It truly is just a, a collection of, of, of scenes. Um, but uh, I think the first one really excelled in being like, oh, this is like half of a Jackie Chan movie. Right. Half yeah. of like a, what you consider like a, a studio comedy movie. And they really mesh those worlds to, those worlds together really well. But with this, and it's just like, here are like a bunch of scenes and like, you can tell as the audience is about to fall asleep, like guns. Yeah. yeah. Hot lady. Yeah. Karate kick, you know? It's really, yeah. It's, it feels like it was like written by a stopwatch. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, they're literally, I mean, I'm sorry that I'm keep jumping ahead, but like, there was a point where Who they, are you sorry to? <laughs> all the rat in your heads out there. All the rat heads. There is literally a moment um where they where they, you know, they had the dark soul of the night or like they break up. And that literally that literally as at literally the halfway point in the movie, like forty five minutes into it, forty five yeah. minutes left. I was like, I, all right, this is perfect, perfect timing. I checked my I checked my time on the recording as well. I was like, what the fuck? Um okay. And then so they go to the Kung Fu studio mm-hmm. um where they um, have to fight a bunch of children who are learning Kung Fu and also a guy who initially I was like, this isn't the other, the non-Yao Ming NBA guy, but I think he's, he's an NBA a, guy. Yeah. 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 Son? Okay. Something son? That yeah, let's see. I remember it? who he is. Hold on a second. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Was it Deng? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Sun Ming Ming. Oh, it was something uh, Okay, that was a guy I was thinking of. All right, so yeah, it's um, yeah, they so they work in an NBA cameo. Yeah, um, they have a little comedy fight against a very tall man. Mm-hmm. It's not very good. The stakes are very insane, and then they do a another who's on first with Asian yeah. Chinese names. You know, bit. If, if the if, if the if you got to go back to that well sometimes, it's, it's feeding the whole village. Who are you? You? No, not me. You. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? I have told you. Are you deaf? No, you is blind. I'm not blind, you blind. That is what I just said. You just said what? I did not say what. I said you. That's what I'm asking you. And you is answering. Shut up. You. Yes. Not you, him. What's your name? Me. Yes, you. I am me. He's me. And I'm you. And I'm about to whoop your old ass, man, because I'm sick of playing games. You, me, 
everybody's ass around here. Him? Kaja, Kaja. I'm gonna kick his ass. I'm ticking it. I think that's that is maybe the other thing about this movie is it goes back to the well from previous movies on almost everything except yeah. for the one thing that we actually want which is to my knowledge and admittedly i have a note even here that says i did zone out no one asks if they understand the words that are coming out of anyone else's mouth yeah yeah what the fuck is happening? and you have more languages that are yeah. in this yeah, yeah. movie that's hubris yeah. yeah that truly is just like i did i mean i'm 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 not even gonna apologize there is a there is a moment in the interrogation scene where like this is, they're going to say it, right? They're going to say the thing. <laughs> never said it. Uh, okay, yeah. And so it turns out this whole thing is a fucking red herring. The 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 Kung Fu studio had earlier been robbed at gunpoint. And yet yeah. later in the day, there's still children just like <laughs> yeah. hanging out. Well, one monkey don't stop the show. It's got to go on. Whatever. Um, the hospital set piece. Um, there's like a shootout at the hospital. This is the first time we see... Uh, a uh, one of our two leads acting as a decoy. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Jackie Chan pretends to be the ambassador, beats up a bunch of um generic um triad goons, mm-hmm. and they they end up interrogating a French speaking Chinese guy, right. a Chinese guy who only speaks French. It is insane that he's not a Vietnamese person. Yeah. Like why? What a weird <laughs> like it's thing so to do. bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And then they have a. A comedy set piece interrogation scene with a French speaking nun who works at the hospital. Mm-hmm. The bit is that they don't want to swear in front of the nun. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, is anyone, have anyone here ever done like round tables, like, like round table punch ups? No. Uh, yes. Uh, so you, you, there's, I mean, if you've done, com- I'm, I'm, please book me for more. I love them so much. But like, there is a moment where you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, the, the, you just have to throw out the most baseline low-level scenario for, like, middle America to get. And you're like, yeah. oh, what's funnier than, like, two guys trying not to curse while they're holding a, holding a gun to to, to this <laughs> to this man's head? And the scene goes on for it's, 800 years. It goes so on for a long, long time. One thing I, I couldn't... I was like, why is there nobody in this fucking hospital? There's, <laughs> yeah. like, this long interrogation yeah, there scene. There's, and there's, like, a, gu- a whole gun battle is taking place. so bizarre. There's right. nobody else on this entire floor... And now Chris Tucker is like threatening to blow a guy's fucking to brains murder, out yeah, murder man in, in front of a nun. And there's no one, no one has arrived. This is going on for 10 minutes. It feels like what it is, is they were like, if Brett, Brett, listen, if you can shoot the first half of this movie for under this budget, right. you right. can go to as much Paris Fuck, as you yeah. want. Yeah. Go to Paris. Because it's Great. just like, Killing time in the cheapest scene shot in the cheapest possible way. <laughs> it is a live action equivalent of Sideshow Bob stepping on the rigs for 30 seconds. It's so long, but without all the heart. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, really like, it's just so boring and like so one note. It's bizarre. But we get that fantastic button of when she daps up. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And says, good working with you, brother. <laughs> I forgot about that because my brain was leaking out of my ears. Um, for some reason, even though they've just met a French triad, the first place they take our vulnerable hostage is to their French French ambassador's place, uh, Max von Sydow's. Um, oh, I, I don't doubt that he's from France. Is that what's his deal? Right? Am I? <laughs> I mean, that explains. But he has like a British accent. And he's right? like, I think yeah. he's from France. I yeah, think I, mean, he's, I think that's why they're there. Or he's the head of the criminal court. Yeah, the world criminal going, court. World criminal court. Oh. Anyway, I, I guess what I'm saying is, even more. Look, in every movie, they 
they the bit is this clearly evil white guy is yeah. clearly yeah. evil. Yeah. But this one was it, it just like shocking how like little they gave a shit about making anything make sense. Yeah. Um yeah, so then in um classic uh, going back to this other well, there's an inexplicable country change. Yeah. And we jet off to Paris. We spend right. a million years in the plane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Again, Brett, <laughs> Brett, if you could get this first half of the movie in for under yeah. five, yeah. you could spend the other 90 in Paris. Absolutely. Shoot out under the Eiffel Tower. Yes, yeah. you can do it. Just get Anything. it in just, under two million. Yeah. It's it's just like, like the f- yeah, the first half of this movie is a series of SNL sketches. Yeah. And the second half of this movie is like bad James Bond. Yeah. 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 yeah truly. It's like there's like like the cons- um okay, wait. Uh <laughs> I have written um they go to Paris and are very horny. <laughs> um this is the only backstory that is not necessary but is referenced, which is in two, um Jackie Chan is Going off to New York with the femme fatale. Right. I can't remember what her name is. Doesn't matter. R.I.P. Yeah, and I forgot she, that. The whole thing. Yeah, that's the only reason that's there. And then uh, I zone out once again. And the next thing I remember is they're getting beat up by French cops. Yes, and the titular cop, Roman Polanski. Yeah, Roman Polanski is playing there. the French oh. villain in the movie. <laughs> well, he's a villain in <laughs> Exile from the United States. So, can I, can I, again. You can't, I can't overestimate the power of this cameo. Like, <laughs> the way it hit me. I was sitting there like, is that fucking Roman Polanski? It's like, imagine, <laughs> imagine, you're, imagine you're watching, like, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Meet the Fockers tw- 6, and Weinstein just shows up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> playing a bad guy you're like what is happening right now i feel like you're pitching shit that don't joke because yeah, it's right? gonna happen well it's just so you're like it's it's just not even like oh he's in the background it's like this is so he's a guy he's a guy in yeah. the movie with yeah. lies yeah. Everything. he plays like, a major role you could google him like oh oh remember Roman Polanski and the third thing that pop is controversy like, yeah. yeah it's so easy to see why he's a villain i mean i was also just like rush hour three R. And the first suggestion is like, why is Roman Polanski in Rush Hour 3? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Um, okay. Get rest of the and then there's a cabbie bit. I cannot believe this man had an art. Uh, amazing that this is again. I feel like Marvel ripped off a significant amount of the structure <laughs> yeah. of, of Rush Hour 3 mm-hmm. to make its movies because that's kind of like a Marvel movie is be like, oh, you're minor, got minor character. Yeah. Let's give him an arc. Yeah. yeah. Full ass arc. Yeah. Yeah. George, like you, you meet his wife. Yeah, George is a We go, he goes on, he meets them. <laughs> he goes on argument. a, they have an argument. And you're like, I'm sitting in a fight with this. 
30th on the call sheet in his own yeah wife. well but also like when we meet the cabbie they have a too, way too long initial interaction but because the movie has been padded with the way too long nun thing the way yeah. too long airplane thing i was just lulled into like oh this is yet another scene that shouldn't exist right. yet yeah. at the length that it, it's at can i also just say like we we need to go back in time a little bit 2000 this movie came Seven. out in 2007 yeah. Iraq War, big yeah. deal, yeah, right? Yeah. France notably broke with us. Freedom fries, the whole thing yeah, over here, yeah. the reaction to it. And then you get this cabbie character who hates America. <laughs> but because of his interaction with these flagrantly rogue cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls a gun on him in the actual... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They threaten a cabbie with murder. Right. Yeah. He's all of a sudden like, actually, you know what? Love- Why am I so fucking angry? Yeah. Why am I so French and angry? Like, this fantasy that these American and a Chinese cop have foisted on me, it's better than my life. Also, this is only purely for people in this room, but watching you make that great point dressed up as a French cop. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait, Cabby, they go to the casino slash oh sex club, which right, is sex club. which is introduced, but it is seemingly more of a casino. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's I, the only note I have about this. It says I love a high class um, casino full of just femme fatales for that specific race. Like there's <laughs> yeah, black yeah, femme yeah. fatale <laughs> and Asian femme fatale. This this is like the most like clearly segregated yes. <laughs> like like romantic interest like yeah. movie. It's so it's not bizarre. I was going to say it's bizarre. It's perfectly exactly how they did things in the early two thousands and all before. Um, let's see. Okay. So, uh, we're introduced to Dragon Lady. Yeah. Um, because they're a kind Her of real name the, in the movie, by the way. They're kind of on the lookout for, by the way, the whole thing is like a bizarre red herring. Nothing really matters. They're chasing, um, what they think is a name initially of a person. Do you who is the head again? of the triads? Um, yes, it's fake Chinese. Shade something. Uh, I was about to ask what it was as it like just gibberish. Yeah, it's it's gibberish. Shai Shen. Yeah. <laughs> who who let me see if I get this straight. Yeah. Is a legendary figure. A it, so the, yeah, what they say is it's like a let the legendary head of the triads. But then the first piece of information they get is actually it's a list. Which is a list of the like leaders of the parts of the triad, right, right. The, but then they're like, but that list is actually also a person on someone's head, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's it's a like it's a real like up and back kind of like okay, so it's still a person. Great, that's what we thought. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chris Tucker meets um the um Jean-Vive. Jean- Jean- yeah, yeah Jean-Vive. The uh. Sort of femme fatale, but really the damsel in distress more, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then there is a moment where it seems like there will be a uh, Asian femme fatale for Jackie Chan to fixate on, but they immediately get into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the more lackluster fights. She has a bunch of knives that she's throwing at him. Yeah. I did kind of like the bit where Chris thinks that They're Jackie having... is getting laid and yeah. <laughs> really Jackie's getting his ass beat. Yeah. See, I was I postulated in our last episode that Jackie Chan perhaps had a oh, contractual yeah. thing where he wouldn't hit a woman. Right. Um, because it they they go to tortured legs in rush hour two for him not to fight Tanji. <laughs> like it's it's absurd, frankly. Wow. Um 
and even when Chris Tucker fights her, it's just like slapstick accidental, basically, the way he wins. But this one, he's like fighting. Yeah, he is. Yeah, they do a couple of like good Jackie Chan chair chair bits. Yeah. It's yeah, but to me, I, I thought it was like the fight scene lackluster when it needed some juice. Yeah, but again, I'm like, he's got I'm I, I was chalking up like this man's 50 and he's like tired. Yeah. Or he's yeah. not he's not gonna he's not gonna turn it up for rush hour three. Maybe it was he, maybe he was on the injured reserve, you know, just kind of like nursing something. True. Yeah, yeah. He's an old guy. Gotta yeah. be gotta gotta consider all possibilities. I will say in the uh in the job, <laughs> <Shut up>, man. <laughs> in the outtakes, there's a part where she throws a knife and it sticks into the wall. That's a real ass knife ish <laughs> that she's throwing at. Yeah, her. I don't think Ratner's running a tight set. <laughs> I guess not. Can Jackie Chan stabbed on the set of Rush Hour Three. That's a the headline. Mm. I guess it's the two thousand. It's 2000s. not the worst thing that's happened to him on a set. I yeah, guess that's true. That's, that's yeah, true. I went to his Wikipedia page. <laughs> that's confirmed. <laughs> uh, can can I uh, can I skip ahead to yes my two favorite, um, which just means like the most egregiously racist parts in the movie for, yes. for me personally. No, no, please, please. Yeah, yeah. So there's a moment after this where uh, Jackie Chan and, and and Chris Tucker break up, essentially. Yeah. And we have this... Like like the other movies, there's an extremely contrived argument that makes yeah. no real yeah. sense. You're not my have, brother, I think is what he tells me. Yeah, you. they have yeah, a yeah. brief beat apart. Yeah. And we have a breakup montage that, uh-huh. like, on paper, it's like, oh, this could be kind of funny. Like, I can see how it works. But, like, it is truly one of the most... <laughs> unabashedly racist <laughs> things for like Jackie Chan's ordering fried chicken. Yes. Uh, so Chris Tucker is ordering like Mushu. It's so weird. It's, it's like really he, he was really one beat away from Jackie Chan getting like watermelon. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was crazy. And then directly after the scene, um, they go to like, uh, what is that cutting like the big fight in the third act? But like um, Chris Tucker sneaks into like, a Moulin Rouge, like yeah, Moulin yeah, Rouge. that's a burlesque kind of deal. And like you know, he's a sex pest, but he has this bit where he's like, "Oh my god!" Where he's running down the lines like, "I can talk to the free island, the blondes, and I want the brunettes." And then he stops by like a uh, uh, Indian Pakistani lady, he's, oh, and then he calls god. her a hybrid, and the, yeah, and it is. One of the I, I rewinded, it to, I rewound to make sure I was I didn't hear. It. He called her a hybrid, and like I lost my mind. It's the craziest thing I've ever it's, seen. It's in really movie. nuts. Well, so Jason, uh, in Rush Hour Two, there is a also way too long scene where he's trying to pick who is who at the massage parlor is, and he's like picking women. And this is just like that. Plus, it's so much longer and so much more fucked up. It's it's yeah again. Breathtakingly misogynist, I think. Yeah. Is, um, and you can't have a rush hour movie without Chris Tucker um, being on stage and everyone having to like roll with it around. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do a little burlesque thing. Mm-hmm. There is a, an attempt at a open assassination of a performer during the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is pretty wild. The triads go. Um, they uh, they escape into the sewers. Uh, <laughs> Of Paris, <laughs> which is very, very bizarre. There's that great line. What is the line like? Uh, some say that civilization was born down here in the sewers. <laughs> 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 okay, take it easy, man. <laughs> you know? It's that truly is like when it's like that, it's that, so that bizarre. Like a Rick and Morty bit. Where like, <laughs> don't sit next to that guy, please. <laughs> 
he was in a fucking X-Men comic for <laughs> one second. Oh my god, it's so this is so long. I'm sorry, we gotta hurry this up. Um I have can I ask a question for context? I have a note yep. that says I don't like, I really don't like horny Jackie Chan. What was he, I don't like it either. What was Hor- he horny about again in this? There's a bit where he was being horny that really really put me off. I think he was still horny for Genevieve, right? Yeah. Isn't the okay. whole that's the whole thing? Okay. He he um yeah, he it's just like so deeply unpleasant that they, like <laughs> the bit that they're trying to run with is that he's like horny but has no game. I guess okay, yeah. kinda. It's really like. Oh yeah, and then we have like that followed by it just says gay panic. Okay. Yeah, there's a little okay. So then and then uh, there's a very weird uh, sex scene that is uh, awful. There's some uh, shenanigans, an incredibly homophobic moment where she takes off her wig to reveal. That uh, Genevieve is uh, what's it fucking called? Shai Shen. Right. Also, it's um, crazy to me that like uh, you tell me a black man from LA has never seen a black woman take a wig off. Know, right? Come yeah. on, it's Roger. really. Yeah. It's so it's so bizarre and like yeah, it's 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 a weird, weird and long moment. It's a very very long. I mean, I mean, I, I did the same thing where I kind of zoned out. In yeah. the middle of it, and came back, and it's like it she's still, still on going. screen with <laughs> yeah. like all that. I'm like, wait, why we're are we still going? Still talking about mm-hmm. this? It's so yeah. The whole thing is like it, it, the 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 scenes that go on too long are so, and the movie's not that long. It's like almost a, an even ninety minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think if you like pace this normally, that movie's like sixty five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's it's just not enough there. Okay. Uh, go to the French consulate, get betrayed by fucking, obviously, Max von Sydow. Uh, Kenji has the ambassador's daughter. And this is where they're like, all right, all right, rat. Let the, let let the, money, let the money train rip. <laughs> yeah. So they, they have multiple scenes at the fucking Eiffel fucking tower. Yeah. <laughs> um, which there's a little set deck because I don't, does the real Eiffel Tower have death gears? I, yeah, what are they cranking? I also <laughs> was wondering when they go close for some of the fight scenes, it seems very clearly like it can't the background be. was like CG'd. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing, I was just like, this This is like, it, it turned into like a fucking like um, Metal Gear level. All yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and once like, again, this is, a, you know, Paris, a city of several million people. They're at the most famous yeah, location like, yeah. in that city. There's so no one fucking <laughs> yeah. there. There is no one there. Yeah. It's like, it's, just, I mean, it's late, but get the fuck out of here. The triads. Yeah. Beep, beep. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The triads booked out. They, they <laughs> bought out the room. They yeah, bought out the room. Gotta let them have it. She's an event? Sorry. Gotta, no, no, gotta no, let them yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> how do you think that one triad felt they had to like rig up the like hanging mechanism? Like, yeah, they, so they hang the ambassador's daughter oh, yeah. near some death I don't know what to go out there. This was too late to us. <laughs> there, and there, there's a whole bit where basically um, uh, Chris Tucker, or sorry, Jackie Chan needs to bring Shai Shen, a.k.a. Jean Vive, to, and he needs to show up alone. But of course, it is uh, Chris Tucker in disguise, which brings us to uh, the other staple of the uh, Rush Hour franchise, which is Chris Tucker wearing the longest suit that <laughs> a human, a he human is dressed like a damn beer of being because he's like he's like dressed nominally like in like uh, Jean Vive's like 
burlesque, but not burlesque, sorry, not burlesque, but her like like Parisian like mm-hmm. couture fashion raincoat. Yeah, and it's supposed to be very feminine, and it is, I suppose, and it does, you know, but it, that is undercut by the fact that we've watched two previous movies yeah. mm-hmm. where this man is wearing a double-breasted 17-button suit. <laughs> so like, Dressed like a 90s NBA player. Like, so like, yeah, it looks like he's wearing Shaq's, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like he's, he's like, he got drafted out of, like, Duke, <laughs> and, like, and he's, like, going to shake, uh, you know, the commissioner's oh, that's hand. fucking funny. I will say I I completely I zoned out at this scene. So like when he came in with the wig, I was like I completely yeah. It's very hard to care about what's happening. But but I was just like because I think they play it as like damn, it's crazy. He's dressed like this. Yeah. And anyone who's watched all three movies in a row, the only thing I was like, I was like, damn, I actually forgot. The rest of this movie, he's wearing kind of a normal suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this really brought it home. This looks more like Rush Hour. It finally becomes yeah. a Rush Hour movie where now he's wearing uh, like a suit, that, uh, like a uh, woman's raincoat that fits him like a suit jacket yeah. from the 90s. Um, I, I will say that um, I mean, Hiroyuki is so criminally underutilized in this yeah. movie. Like, I think he has like yeah. maybe four or five scenes. But like, yeah, when you're like, you think, oh, he's about to let him cook. He's got a sword. He's going to fight. But like. Even then, they didn't really like let him do his thing, which I again, I'm sure I chalk up to both. But Jackie Chan, who, I don't want to yeah, it, yeah, I think that's yeah. So they they do have a sword fight, the the aforementioned <laughs> um, Japanese versus Chinese <laughs> sword, in, in, like incorrect sword uh, play. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those. It's, it's like so. Um, Kenji has the um, the straight sword from. Yeah. You know, like a your crouching tiger, hidden dragons, or your other like uh, wuxia kind of like uh, swords, Chinese sword, and then Jackie Chan's got a goddamn katana. He studied the blade. I've never, I've never actually. I think this might be the first time I've seen Jackie Chan use like a bladed weapon. I'm sure he has them before, but like yeah. this one that I actually clocked it. I, I can have a note that's like, oh, yeah, I've seen Jackie yeah. Chan use a sword before. I think you'd have to go back. I don't even know that he did, but I think he'd probably have to go back to his like pre-action movie, like his actual kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah, before he was a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, or maybe Drunken Master. There's got to be a sword in there, right? It's like a big spear at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. got it, got to use that big spear. Uh, (laughs) Can I say one of my um, one of my favorite moments in this movie, which kind of reminded me of the hospital scene, is like when Shiroyuki dies and he falls for like. 30 minutes and he crashes into the into like the ground below like yeah. there's such a little reaction to this grown man pancaking himself yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the Eiffel Tower there's no one around yeah. there's literally no one around it's like he flattens like presumably like a news agent or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's there's something out that yeah so yeah outside of a deserted um, Eiffel Tower um, they do the the other classic of Rush Hour which is like well although this is like um, there's some flags that turn into a fucking like yeah, you gotta have this, the section where they slide down a thing yeah, yeah there's a lot of sliding this all felt very like both confusingly shot and inconsequential and then for no reason the cabbie simply saves the day it's crazy well, uh, well- this, <laughs> crazy. This is All why. Right, yeah. This is why we needed that moment in his apartment with his girlfriend or wife. Yeah, I don't know the situation because you needed to be like when he sh- comes in yeah. to save the day. Yeah, you're like I get what his. Mo- I know why. Mm, he did. Yeah, I understand. Right, he's he was like, so touched. He's like 
slightly emasculated at some point, yeah. And, yeah. but then they like kind of bring him back. When they held a gun to my head in the back and of said, my taxi. And said that I'm in a spy movie. Yeah. A clear reference to the Bourne films. <laughs> I bought it. I yeah. bought in. I'm in. I had the car on the side with the motorcycle stuck in. I mean, in. the cabbie has, I think, has a more complex arc than anyone who's ever in any character in any Rush Hour movie. Yeah. Stop. He's got, I think he has, I would be shocked if he had, if Hiroyuki, the main villain, had more two more scenes than him, I would be shocked. <laughs> because they have such an equal amount of screen time in this movie. It's so bizarre. He saves the day for no, look. Uh, Where did just, he get the gun from? Do you? Uh, uh, it, also, actually, like, they props, give it to him? Props? For using at the very end of the movie the classic, I heard the gunshot. <laughs> oh my God, did the heroes get shot? No, yeah. they didn't. Look, the, the villain is tottering. Somebody shot the villain. Yeah. <laughs> that, what, what, what if, what if like Earth 1712 were like that version that exists where they just fucking shoot did both in the execution <laughs> 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 And then he's like, they ain't going to be in Richard for it. Listen, we got we got a we got a remake Rush Hour three. I think this is this is our calling. Um, and then they punch Roman Polanski. Yeah, and they yeah. they 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 do the needle drop for war, and they dance off into just the blackness of France. It's Paris, so France. bizarre that they pay for war again, but they won't say. Do, do you understand, understand the way? words that are coming out of our mouths, yeah. my mouth? And that's uh, Rush Hour three. Okay. We've gone on. We've gone on a little longer than we intended to. So let's let's dive into the questions. Um, let's see. Out of out of uh, Parisian gun uh, gun uh, shots, how out of five Parisian gunshots, how would you rate the action in Rush Hour Three? Oh. it's a I, I, it's a pretty weak showing. It's a step down. Yeah, I'm going to say. Uh, Two. It's it's I mean one and a half to two. I mean it's just out of five. This is out of yeah, five. Out of five yeah, yeah, yeah. Parisian Parisian gunshots in the night. Yeah. I I um I mean I sadly agree. It's it's like yeah. a one and a one and a half yeah. guns. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm gonna go, yeah, one one single shot in the night in <laughs> Well, because they have the some moments of brilliance. They have, <laughs> they, they have some moments of brilliance, like the hospital fight scene. Like that's great. Like yeah. some of like when they let Jackie Chan I do it, okay. a little. Yeah, I, I guess. Also, yeah, I guess yeah, you were waiting for the for the for for what else we got in the movie, but yeah. Um, okay, and then out of um, out of how many how many uh, homophobic wigs do we rate the comedy of Rush oh, Hour Three? Wow. I think I think point five is yeah, doing. I don't even know. We get a star. This yeah. is low. Yeah, it's it's one of the most um, aggressively unfunny, but also uh, it's just like so lazy in its execution for like what I don't comedy think I is. I laughed once. I, I had one kind of uh, the the clearly ad libbed uh, <laughs> head reminds me of Barry Bonds joke <laughs> at the at the kung fu school. Yeah, I had one That's laugh true. with for the reveal of Sun Ming Ming when he opens up the door yeah. to see him. So oh, like, that's true. That that, that was a yeah. funny shot. Yeah, very okay. very weird. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then normally we rate the cringe, but we we just kind of loosely. How how far did did this improve or set things back with the black and Asian community? Ooh, I uh, uh, it's 
It, I think it was mutually assured destruction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one. Yeah. No one, no one came out of this movie looking good. Like, yeah. I will say. Yeah. Chris Tucker checks off so many like just bigotry boxes um, <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. Like, yeah, he like, goes places. He he expands his power. Yeah, yeah, like he really the, does. The hybrids line took me out. It's so, like that truly is like I yeah. got five out of five. Yeah, he swerved for that one. Yeah, that was yeah, some, yeah, that was yeah. some very ugly, ugly shit. I will say just because I think the movie was like word of mouth got out that it was so bad. It it did I think the least damage just by virtue of oh, eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. So in that in that regard. Good on you, rat. I don't know. What do you think, Jason? I, I, um, gosh, what was the question? How far did this set us back? Oh, I think it's, I I, I agree. It's, you know, weirdly, it feels, I'm basing this again off of uh, my own complete mind wipe yeah of the memory of this movie which i do believe i have seen yeah i think it's it's negligible yeah thankfully mm-hmm. it had very very little impact again like i feel like if it did have an impact <laughs> the fact that Rowan polanski is in this movie right, right. would be something that people would just stop you on the street and go, hey yeah. remember when roman polanski was in rush hour three <laughs> that shit was crazy yeah. wasn't that nuts playing a cop yeah it's like it's like we got neuralized by this movie I and i so. presumably we might again yeah. i guess like check in check it when this when this podcast episode comes out we're all just gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> what, the, what is i didn't i've never seen rush hour three okay and then uh what do we think southern fried catfish summer rolls we bring it we we is this improving things i i mean for myself, unequivocally, this has done more for the black Asian community than <laughs> Rush Hour could ever hope to do. <laughs> also, gonna... this might be appropriation of there's I think there's a high chance something like this exists already in Louisiana. I can guarantee no, you. Sure. Yeah, I'm I can guarantee sure. you. Yeah, this is this is less uh less less than last episode. This is less original. This is the sure. equivalent of the bloods and the crypts holding up the flags together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, off that, I don't know. Jason, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. And thank you so much for doing the fucking homework it took to show up here. That's it was a real. delight. It was a true delight. Thank you for having me. Uh, you got a new podcast out. What else? Where can people find you? Uh, six trophies wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you get some special benefits if you uh, are a member of the Wondery app. I believe this is what I'm told. And it's a NBA podcast. For people who like to have fun, co-hosted by myself and uh, four-time New York Times bestseller, best-selling author, Shay Serrano. <laughs> uh, we don't do plugs, right? Uh, we were told we should we should oh, act more we should, we respectful should. of the plugs. Oh, were we a note from on high? Okay, uh, yes, chief. Uh, we, should, we should call the person from on high the chief. Yeah, yeah, chief, 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 chief busting her ass down, to, down, down to, 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 to traffic uh, cops. podcasting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm Andrew T. I, I do the podcast. Yo, is this racist? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cody Ziggler. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't be out here. Uh, you know what? Rick and Morty season seven. If you're watching it, um, yeah. um, um, Miles Morales, Spider Man, read those. They're all fun. Uh, and play the game. I had nothing to do with it, but like the city needs saving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can't do it by myself. This is this is free promo for the Sony Corporation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. This has been. 
Do you, you hear, hear the, understand the words, words that, that are coming, coming out, out of our, our mouths? mouths? Yes. Do you understand the words coming out of our mouths is produced by Andrew T. Cody Ziegler and Earwolf. Our producer is Matt Apodaca. He's right here. And our engineer is Alex Gonzalez. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it all the way to the end, you're a beautiful person. If you're not hearing this voice, go to hell. Earwolf Presents is produced by Earwolf, Amelia Chapelo, and Cody Fisher. And of course, podcast daddy Colin Anderson himself. The Earwolf Presents series is hosted by the one and only myself, Jaquez Neal. And our theme music was engineered and sung by the amazing Jordan Duffy. Special thanks and shout outs to Jeff Gross and Aaron Nestor. And for more information on Earwolf Presents, visit Earwolf.com and follow us at Earwolf on all social platforms. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.